RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. A top microbiologist urges the government to let people receive COVID boosters as soon as possible. The Customs Department seizes controlled medicine with a street value of $55 million. And HSBC says it's put the bad times behind it as third quarter pre-tax profit more than doubles. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Pak Leung has urged the government to let people receive booster shots against COVID-19 as soon as possible if it wants to reopen the border. Speaking on an RTHK programme, Dr Ho noted the mainland has updated its guidelines for coronavirus vaccines, recommending that everyone 18 or over should get a third jab, while Hong Kong doesn't even have a proposal yet. Dr Ho added that the government should also let people choose whether to receive a third jab and whether they want to get Sinovac or BioNTech for a booster shot. The Customs Department is claiming its biggest controlled medicine haul on record and believe it's, believes it's smashed a global syndicate in the process. Damon Pang has more. The department says it sees suspected controlled medicine with a street value of $55 million in the operation, which ended earlier this month. Five people aged 27 to 41 were arrested at the airport and in Hong Kong and Shenwan. The Customs Department says the syndicate took orders from different countries and used a local warehouse to repackage the pills and send them to the US and Europe. The department says it believes it smashed a global syndicate, but suspects that the ringleader is overseas. The department also suspects the syndicate of involvement in laundering $20 million. HSBC has posted a forecast beating pre-tax profit of 5.4 billion US dollars for the third quarter, up 76% on year. Profit after tax doubled to 4.2 billion dollars. The Asia-focused bank attributed the profit to a clawing back of previous provisions for expected credit losses and credit impairment charges. Its group chief executive Noel Quinn says he believes the bank has put recent quarterly lows behind it as it recorded more consistent growth, robust lending pipe Lines and rising trade and mortgage balances. The bank has announced plans to start a buyback program of up to two billion US dollars shortly. Biologists from Hong Kong Baptist University have discovered two types of sea slugs and a new species of hard coral in local eastern waters. The team named the bright orange coral as Megocoralita, which means big skeletal cup, as it is the largest and most structurally complex coralite among other sun coral species. It's been two decades since the last coral discovery in Hong Kong. Professor Chiu Jianwen, who leads the project, says this coral is different from most reef-building corals. It's surrounded by a group of orange tentacles. Inside these tentacles is a mouth. So this coral is different from the normal coral we see in shallow waters, which has photosynthetic algae. They don't have this symbiotic algae, so they depend on small animals as their food source. Liberal Party leader Felix Chung says he hopes the Legislative Council can be more productive in its next term. He told RTHK the current LegCo term, which ends on Wednesday, had problems in the first three years, bogged down by filibustering from opposition lawmakers who eventually resigned en masse or were disqualified. Mr Chung says he hoped the seventh LegCo term next year would be more steady and rejected suggestions that the loss of opposition lawmakers might not be healthy. Even though... Uh, what I believe that from the next from next year, without um, the traditional oppositions, we still have different views and different voices from different pro-establishment parties.
oppositions, we will not get any other views from uh, the other parties. Mr Chung says he hopes the party can retain its four functional constituency seats in the legislature at the upcoming December elections. A concern group on heated tobacco products says OPPO has opposed a newly passed bill that bans the sale of such products in Hong Kong, saying the rule will only force smokers to buy from illegal sellers or switch to what they say are more harmful traditional cigarettes. The group said Hong Kong should regulate heat-not-burn tobacco instead of imposing an outright ban, adding that countries like Japan and the UK are doing just that. It urged the government to set up a committee to assess the effectiveness of the ban after it has come into effect. Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen is due to give evidence later today to British MPs who are looking at new legislation to curb the power of tech giants. Ms Haugen has handed thousands of internal documents to the US authorities and told a committee of the US Congress that Facebook, which also owns Instagram, harmed children, damaged democracy and put money before its users. What's so dangerous about having children under the age of 16, under the age of 18, using systems like Instagram is that Facebook's own research shows that a, a startling high fraction of them exhibit what is known as problematic use, which means that they can't regulate their own usage of the product. It's kind of like cigarettes in that way. Unquestionably, Facebook could be investing more resources in making the platform safer. They have made a series of choices to prioritize profits over people. There's no company in the world that has as much power as Facebook and as little transparency. Facebook has said Ms. Haugen's evidence gives a false picture of the company and that it has spent 13 billion US dollars on safety and security over the last five years. A former high-ranking Saudi intelligence official has accused the country's de facto ruler, Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman, of plotting to assassinate him. Saad al-Jabri, who now lives in exile in Canada, made the allegation in an interview with CBS's 60 Minutes programme on Sunday. He says the prince sent a hit squad to Canada days after the journalist Jamal Khashoggi was murdered in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. I am here to sound the alarm about a psychopath killer in the Middle East with infinite resources, who poses threat to his people, to the Americans, and to the planet. A psychopath with no empathy, doesn't feel emotion, never learned from his experience. Saudi Arabia's Washington embassy issued a statement describing Saad al-Jabri as, as a discredited former government official. Archaeologists in Iraq say they have discovered a series of huge panels carved with images dating back 2,700 years to days of the Assyrian Empire. The BBC's Alan Johnston reports. The scenes depict Assyrian kings praying to their gods. They include Ishtar, the goddess of love and war, who's shown riding a lion. The 12 panels, each five metres wide, were found cut into the walls of an irrigation canal in the Kurdistan region. The experts say the designs had a political or propaganda purpose. The king at the time wanted to remind people who had built the canal that brought water to their fields. The actor who played Gunther in the hit American television series Friends has died in Los Angeles of prostate cancer at the age of 59. James Michael Tyler played the part of a manager of a coffee shop who was infatuated with Jennifer Aniston's character Rachel. The BBC's Lizo Mazimba explains. 
it was the way that he constantly fantasised about Jennifer Aniston's Rachel that fans most loved about his character. Say, Rachel, I was wondering if you'd like to go to a movie with me sometime. It became such an integral part of the show that the producers knew they had to resolve it in Friends' final episode. Rachel? Yeah? I, I know you're, you're leaving tonight, but I, I just have to tell you, I love you. I love you too. Probably not in the same way. Over the years, there were other small roles, but his legacy will always be Friends. The authorities in Ecuador say at least three mountaineers have been killed by an avalanche on Chimborosa, Ecuador's highest peak. Several other mountaineers are still missing. The climbers were at an altitude of around 6,000 metres on Chimborosa, Ecuador's highest peak. A search and rescue operation is underway. Local and foreign mountaineers flock to the summit each year. Sport now and organisers of the Beijing Marathon say the event this weekend has been postponed until further notice as the central government tackles a COVID outbreak involving the Delta variant ahead of the Winter Olympics next February. Priscilla Ng has details. Some 30,000 people were expected to take part in the event, which had been due to take place in the capital on October 31st. The Wuhan Marathon was also cancelled at short notice amid worries over a spike in coronavirus infections. Health officials reported 39 new domestic infections today and are mass testing residents. They've also introduced targeted lockdowns as the outbreak spreads to 11 provinces. The latest clusters have been linked to tourism and the authorities have suspended cross-provincial tour groups in five areas where cases have been detected, including Beijing. On Wednesday, Beijing will mark 100 days before the Winter Olympics, which are set to open on February the 4th. Mean, to sports and meanwhile, there's been a stunning result in the English Premier League. Now it's across, it's in, it's another one, it's Salah this time, it's 3-0, Salah left for John, it's in, it's a fourth, Salah scored again, as easy as you like, Salah's in for the hat-trick, he's overrun it, no he hasn't, he scored it, Salah scores a hat-trick, it's Manchester United nil. Liverpool 5 a great night for Liverpool and an absolute nightmare for Manchester United. It was 4-0 at half before Mo Salah completed the hat-trick early in the second half to give Liverpool an emphatic 5-0 win at Old Trafford. The Egyptian has scored in 10 consecutive games. Liverpool remain unbeaten in the Premier League. Here's their boss, Jurgen Klopp. I think the first chance the game had United, a really big one, with Fernandes. We all know usually he finished these situations off. There are other chances in the first half, but we were incredibly clinical. Eh? Like We played really good stuff up high on the pitch and, and, and we put them under pressure with our high press. Yeah, that was phenomenal, to be honest. Elsewhere in the Premier League, West Ham United are up to fourth after a 1-0 win over Tottenham at London Stadium. Mikel Antonio scored his sixth Premier League goal of the season. Leicester City beat Brentford 2-1 away for their third win in a row. In Spain, Real Madrid defeated Barcelona 2-1 in the first El Clasico of the season. The result increases the pressure on Barcelona's manager Ronald Koeman. But Ernest Metzia of Radio Catalunya doesn't expect a change just yet. 
Well, I think uh, Kuman will stay still for a few more weeks unless uh, Barcelona shows symptoms that they are being humiliated every week, which does it's not happening. In fact, Kuman has uh, recovered some of the injured players, and now the team seems a bit better. And Sufati, for example, Pedro didn't play tonight, but um, he will be there. And we show some symptoms of improvement, but basically because of the players. To cricket and a historic win for Pakistan at the T20 World Cup. They hammered India by 10 wickets for their first ever World Cup win over their arch rivals. In the day's other match, Sri Lanka chased down 172 to beat Bangladesh. More from the BBC's Jonathan Agnew. It's not often that Pakistan supporters have the bragging rights over their great rivals in one-day cricket, but they've earned them today with a brilliant performance. India were thrashed, no other word for it, while Pakistan, who traditionally blow hot and cold, were absolutely switched on from the very start. Kohli scored a half-century, but India were undone by the pace and swing of Afridi, who finished with three for 31. Pakistan's openers, Rizwan and Baba, set about the bowling, which was surprisingly wayward, leaving a fuming Kohli desperately and unsuccessfully searching for options. Meanwhile, Sri Lanka's Azalanga hit five sixes in his 80 from 49 balls to overcome a stiff target set by Bangladesh, who were England's next opponents on Wednesday. The Formula One Drivers' Championship leader Max Verstappen held off a late challenge from the reigning world champion Lewis Hamilton to win the US Grand Prix. The Red Bull driver extended his lead over Hamilton to 12 points. Verstappen says he was happy to win despite a poor start to the race. We lost out in the in the start, so we had to try and do something else, but the tire wear is quite high around this track, so we did go aggressive and I was not sure it was going to work, but uh, yeah, the last few laps were fun. Did sideways through the high-speed corners, but uh, super happy, of course, to hang on. A pair of trainers worn by the American former basketball star Michael Jordan near the start of his career has sold for nearly 1.5 million US dollars at auction. The BBC's David Lewis has the details. The high tops are the earliest known basketball shoes the sports legend wore as an NBA professional. The specially designed 1984 Nike Air ships predate the famous Air Jordans brand the star put his name to later that year. The size 13 pumps aren't much to look at, if truth be told. A blood red design on a faded white background with that unmistakable Nike swoosh slicing across each flank. There's been a steadily increasing market for rare sports shoes in recent years. Collectors seem prepared to pay eye-watering prices for pieces worn or signed by the stars. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,184. That's 59 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $63 billion. In the currencies, the US dollar is trading at 113.58 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 71 cents. To the weather, mainly fine and dry this afternoon with cloudy periods tonight. Moderate north to northeasterly winds. At the observatory, the temperature is 27 degrees with the relative humidity at 55%. The news from RTHK. Come away from the I'm calling 
Afternoon and welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the twenty-fifth of October is today's date. A bright new sunny week. It's very sunny, very warm as well. Twenty-seven degrees right now. What a departure from last week. Anyway, we've got a busy program. And by the way, thank you to Phil Whelan for the morning brew. Today's show is jam-packed. We're going to start off the program by speaking with Catherine Platt, who is the executive director of the Hong Kong International Literary Festival, about what's on this year's event. It's going to kickstart on the 5th of uh, November, all the way through to the 15th of November. So we'll hear all the exciting authors and all the big names they'll be featuring this year. So do join us in about 10 minutes or so. Actually, stay tuned, because uh, Catherine will be joining us in about 10 minutes or so. And after the two o'clock news, uh, fitness coach Nathan Solier uh, joins us for a bit of fun chat, fun fitness chat. And today we'll be talking about essentials in your gym bag. I'm sure my gym bag would be very different from Nathan's, who, who is a pro. So let's hear from the pro directly to see what's in his gym bag and, and what other uh, things that, you know, is a, is a bit of a must. And finally, after 2.30, this week on Trash Talk, Marcy Trent Long speaks with Diego Duz. Lacoste, the founder of the anti-food waste mobile mobile app Phoenix, about ways to reduce uh, food waste, which is really important as we're approaching Thanksgiving and also Christmas. I know food is central to, to a lot of these festivals, so it's really important that uh, we, tr- we do our part in uh, reducing uh, food waste. Um, and um, you can also uh, find uh, food at a bargain through this app. So let's hear more about that uh, just after the 2.30 news. And of course, we love hearing from you as well. 